Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, there was some welcome news for the gaming sector in Budget 2022 with the introduction of a 32% tax credit for digital gaming projects. I'm now joined by Craig Stevens and Ellen Cunningham, two board members of Emmert, the representative body for game developers and creators in Ireland, to discuss how this could be a game changer for the sector. Ellen, maybe start by providing us with an insight into your own career in gaming. Yeah, of course. So I, I went myself and studied game design in college, and then when I left, I was employed by an, indie, an independent company in Dublin called Gambrinus that you talked about there for a sec. And um, essentially, the industry here is really quite impressive. It's 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 very like artistic, creative. It's very diverse and varied the kind of creators that you find here. We have members in Emirates uh, range from you know uh, digital game developers that work for companies that own their own companies. Uh, there's also uh, analog game developers to design board games and card games. So it's just, it's quite a diverse industry. And uh, considering uh, up till very recently, uh, there was, you know, very little uh, state support. There was there's estimated to be about 2,000 people employed in the industry here. So it's really quite impressive if you consider all of that. Thanks for that, Alan. And Craig, provide us with an insight into your own background and the company that you represent, Cartridge. Sure. So uh, I was working for a number of um, video games companies abroad for many years and then set up Cartridge, which is a, a PR company within the games industry. So I, my clients are, are uh, exclusively uh, video games companies. I set that up back in 2015. Um, so I work with a, a variety of companies, including you know, small independent developers, which could be a, you know, a handful of a handful of um, uh, people in one in one nation or across different nations uh, to very big companies that might have thousands of employees. How does Emert actually go about representing the game developers in Ireland? So it takes on a variety of different tasks, which are often actually inspired by our membership and what they essentially ask of us. But it doesn't consist just of us. There's a, a whole board of members that represent all kinds of different aspects of the game industry here in Ireland. Uh, it was established in, in 2015, and since then we've done you know, a variety of different things like lobby to government. We've uh, you know, created events and sponsored events. Uh, we've presented workshops and masterclasses to our members. Uh, and we hold uh, the Emirates Game Awards every year, which is the, the Irish Game Awards. And Ellen, you mentioned that there's approximately about 2,000 people working in game design here in Ireland. But Craig, where do you think that this industry can go? How big can we get here in Ireland with the right level of supports? The sky's the limit. Uh, it really is. So there's a recent Accenture um, uh, piece of research that, that uh, established or found that the games industry globally is worth 300 billion US dollars, which is a staggering amount of money. Um, and just to put that into context, um, they they reiterated in this, but, but but we've known it for many years that that value of the video games industry globally is more than the the music industry and the film industry combined. So it really shows the um, the the significance of, in terms of revenue into, uh, of the video games industry globally. Now the, the tax credits that have been introduced allows Ireland to get a larger piece of that pie. 
for many, many years, you know, people have been leaving the country to go and work for other nations that do have tax credits because it's much more favourable to work as a developer and, and, and make video games in those com uh, countries. So the tax credits really do have a, an enormous uh, impact on the industry here, and we expect a great deal of investment to be, uh, be generated because of it. Prior to the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, Ellen, Emmert had entered into a dialogue with the Department of Finance and the Department of Culture. What was the focus of this dialogue at the time? Yeah, I mean, the, this conversation yeah, essentially started in February of 2020 and uh, the focus was almost entirely around this exact kind of scheme, this kind of tax credit legislation. So when we talked to them originally, you know, we were having a pretty positive back and forth because essentially this was, uh, you know, the government's uh, you know, really, really recognising a flourishing industry here. You know, um, so it was, it was, it was great to hear that they were ready to have like, you know, real, uh, you know, in-depth conversations. And we also got a lot of feedback from our membership, uh, from companies and people that own companies that are in our membership that kind of gave us uh, a basis to go on when it came to what would help them specifically, and when it comes to the game industry. So. Uh, one of the things that we were we were very excited uh, to hear about as well is that this is an industry-specific piece of legislation they support, as opposed to necessarily, uh, you know, games uh, being added to something like Section 481. Uh, and this kind of, you know, industry-specific support, it, 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 it sends a message to the global games industry that the Irish games industry is significant and it's flourishing and it's supported at home in our home country. And that's, that's a meaningful message to send uh, to the global industry. Of course, as I mentioned in Budget 22, it unveiled a new digital gaming tax credit. Is it your understanding that this Section 481 tax credit that we see in the TV and film industry is going to replicate that of this new credit that's coming for gaming? Yes, they're similar. I mean, the, the Department of Finance has said to us that they gained an enormous amount of inspiration um, from Section 481 and the other sort of creative industries that that, uh, that covers. Uh, plus, they were looking very closely at the um, video games tax credits or tax relief uh, in countries like Canada and France and the UK, where they were three of the specific um, countries that uh, the Department of Finance said they were looking at. And it just it brings the video games industry um, on a par with those other creative industries. Having a specific piece of legislation, like Ellen was mentioning, for video games is, is crucial because it means that that piece of legislation can tailor to the needs specific needs of the games industry and also can grow and evolve over time as the video games industry requires. Um, and it's a very uh, sort of important point for our members um, that the, uh, the tax relief um, is aligned with other creative industries. We recently conducted a, a survey of our members about a variety of different things, and we'll be publishing the results uh, soon. Um, but one of the things, one of the major topics we were covering was, was about the tax credit and asking them what their opinions of various different things. And we asked them, we, you know, we posed a question to them and asked them how much they agreed with the statement and said, Irish Video Games tax relief is needed to align the video games industry with other creative industries. And 77% of our members either agreed or strongly agreed uh, with that. So uh, it's very important to us that the creative industries are uh, sort of on, on, a, on a par within the nation and the legislation. And Ellen, from what you know about the tax relief schemes for the gaming sector in Canada, France and the UK, how do they operate? I mean, they operate in a very similar level to what we've seen, like, so far announced by the government here. Uh, Quebec brought in, of course, their, their tax credit in 1996, I believe it was. And so, uh, and, and that resulted in just 
an astronomical, like an explosion of their industry over there. I mean, still very well known for being like a global hub for game development, as is the UK and France. So really what we're doing here is we're just trying to, you know, compete at a super level with places that produce, you know, excellent talent, amazing cultural products. You know, we're trying to like reach our essentially natural level of what we're capable of. Like, so the the UK offers a 25% um, tax credit and France offers a a 30%. So ours is extremely competitive with that at a 32% um, tax credit. And that's on expenses related uh, to design, development and testing expenditure on, on, on certain projects. And Craig, when the UK introduced their 25% tax credit for the gaming industry there, what impact did it have on the growth of the sector? Well, it's grown enormously and it really has helped out. So it was um, the 1st of April 2014 is when they introduced their tax credit over there. Last year, they billed more than £180 million of tax relief were claimed in the UK in 2020, which is an absolutely staggering figure. So uh, I know you know we'd have to adjust per capita, but it really does show that the the uh, the possibilities of a tax credit uh, are, are are very very strong indeed, and it's very exciting indeed. In terms of talent supply, how does Ireland compare to our international counterparts, and specifically, what skills are in demand? Well, that's just it. I mean, across a broad range, and, and, and actually transferable skills, as Ellen mentioned there, if you have a skill as an animator, for example, and you're trained up as an animator, you can work within the games industry. You can work within uh, a sort of film and the TV industry. So we expect to see people coming in from other um, other industries into the games industry. So, uh, you know, with our with an uh, employee base of around about uh, 2,000, as Ellen mentioned, that has a significant uh, opportunity to, to grow, and we, we expect it, it to grow very much. Part of the reason we con- uh, conducted a survey of our membership recently was to establish, okay, let's get a baseline for, for, for this year. Let's get a baseline of where we are now so we can see just how significantly the tax credit grows uh, over the coming years, months and years. As we discussed, the introduction of the tax credit is valuable, but it's only the first step in a process that the Department of Finance will be taking. So what will Immert be lobbying government for next on behalf of the gaming industry? Yeah, I mean, this, what's very important here is to see, like, you know, what the kind of results are of the, of the implementation of this tax credit. And also a very important thing about this, a very important aspect of this, is that we want to talk to our membership, our members, and ask them what it is that they want. So one of the things that we, that we are aware of that, you know, a lot of uh, smaller creators definitely do would like to see at some point in the future some kind of prototype fund, possibly, um, something to fund the creation of new games. Because in the games industry, generally how, um, you know, production functions is that you'll create some kind of proof of concept prototype and then pitch that to, to some kind of publisher for support and investment. And then after that point, you have the kind of expenditure needed to benefit from these kinds of tax credits. So that's something we would love to see. Finally, taking a broader look at the gaming industry, what are the emerging trends in gaming and where do the future opportunities exist? So right now, and actually this is a very uh, interesting point in relation to the, ta- the tax credit and, and whether it sort of will, will cover it. So there's a whole uh, big thing of games as a service. So a developer might release an initial version of the game and everyone can, can, can download that and play that, perhaps play it for free, something like Fortnite perhaps. And that game then 
um, it will be evolving over time. And every week, every month, there'll be new things that they can download, players can download and enjoy in the game. Now, we want to make sure that all different types of games, whether it's just a small two-hour narrative game that somebody would play on their own in experience, or whether it's a, an online game that people can enjoy uh, with, with thousands of other people worldwide and has as one of these ongoing download systems, you know, both, both kinds of games um, are supported by the tax credit. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Craig Stevens and Ellen Cunningham, two board members with Immert, the representative body for game developers and creators in Ireland, and we look forward to seeing the gaming sector flourish in Ireland over the years ahead. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.